As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Pregnant women tend to be greater at a greater risk for anemia due to all of the extra blood that your body is making for your baby. There is a lot of extra blood that you have when you get pregnant, which is really cool for a lot of different reasons, but just know that you have a lot of it. Getting pregnant and giving birth are two of the most exciting things you can ever hope to experience in this life. The moment you think you could be pregnant, you're frantically searching for all the best information, which is why you're here today. I'm Stephanie King, and with my many years of experience as a professional childbirth educator, doula, and lover of all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, I'm here to make preparing for your birth enjoyable, empowering, and totally easy. Each week, I'll cover different topics, interview professionals, and get into the nitty-gritty birth stories from mamas just like you. And when you're ready for more, you can join me in the My Essential Birth course at myessentialbirth.com, where I take you step-by-step through exactly how to prepare your mind, body, spirit, and partner for a birth you love. So let's get started. It's time. The My Essential Birth postpartum course is here. Whether you're pregnant, just got baby home, or weeks and months into postpartum, this is the course for you. No more wondering what's normal for your body postpartum, if baby's eating or pooping enough, or how to get a good latch. You now have an all-in-one resource where you can click a topic and get the answer. Learn more at myessentialbirth.com forward slash postpartum and add it onto the My Essential Birth course for even less when you bundle them at checkout. Already in the course? Check your student library and add the course for the same discount. I can't wait to support you on your postpartum journey. Here we are with another review. This one is from Maria Martins Thiessen. She says, love this podcast. I have a little obsession with birth stories and all things birth. You and me both. (laughs) I started binge listening to your podcast a couple months ago and absolutely love every single one of them. Currently not pregnant or have any kids, but praying the Lord will bless us with kids soon. I hope that that is the case for you as well. Can't wait to experience that and learn all the things. I've already learned so much from you. Thank you. Thank you for your review, and I truly hope you are blessed with a little baby on the way soon. I love when you guys listen before you are pregnant. Um, I wonder if I would have, like, I want to say maybe I would have if podcasts and stuff were a thing when I was first getting started pregnant, but I don't know. It's That might not be the case. <laughs> this week, you guys, we're going to talk about anemia and low iron in pregnancy, which I know is definitely a high topic of discussion for the majority of you that are listening. And it's why they put iron in all of our prenatals. So if that is you at all, listen up. This episode is for you. Now, let's start with low iron 
or low hemoglobin, right? However, it's discussed between you and your provider. Um, it's something that a lot of moms are going to hear, especially when you get your third trimester blood work results. That is typically the time that you see that kind of that number slow down. And for some of you, it's not going to be an issue at all. Your numbers, they might fall, but they're not going to be low enough for supplementation or any kind of recommendation that way. Some, it can drop so low that you're going to be told that you need an iron infusion or that you might, if you are out of hospital, like not your iron levels are not high enough to be able to still give birth out of the hospital. So there is a large range of it could be totally normal or this needs my attention. So today we're going to chat about a couple of options for raising those iron levels and why there is actually a reason that your hemoglobin levels drop in your third trimester. So all of that coming up here. First off, let's talk about low iron. So if you have ever heard the word anemia, that is uh, that's that low iron. And in pregnancy, it's when you have a hemoglobin level of less than 11 grams per liter. So you'll see it as 11 G slash L. And normal levels are anywhere between 121 to 151. So when we're talking anemia, it is like, oh, <laughs> we're not seeing any of these iron levels where they need to be. Now, if you're anemic, it means that you don't have enough healthy bl red blood cells to carry oxygen into the tissues in your body. And pregnant women tend to be greater at a greater risk for anemia due to all of the extra blood that your body is making for your baby. There is a lot of extra blood that you have when you get pregnant, which is really cool for a lot of different reasons. But just know that you have a lot of it. Um, There's several different types of anemia that can occur during pregnancy. But today, I think we're just going to talk about the iron deficiency side of anemia. So really quick, let's get into the types of anemia during pregnancy, but I want to focus on the iron deficiency. So we've got the iron deficiency, folate deficiency, and B12 deficiency. So these are may or may not have been terms that you have already heard during your pregnancy. Um, the most common type of anemia during pregnancy is iron deficiency, and that's why I want to go over it. It occurs in about 15 to 25% of all pregnancies, so if you've heard it, it's because it's fairly common. Um, and iron is a mineral that's found in our red blood cells. So it carries oxygen from the lungs to the rest of the body. It helps our muscles store and use oxygen. Um, and when too little is produced, your body can become fatigued and have a lowered resistance to infection. So and maybe you've noticed that that kind of like leads into our symptoms because the number one symptom that women feel is I'm so tired no matter what. And that can be a hard one, especially when you're pregnant, because you're so tired no matter what. <laughs> um, so, yes, there are other there are other signs. Fatigue is one of them. Growing a baby is hard and it makes us tired, anemic or not. Um, but if you have those low iron levels due to iron deficiency, then you may not notice or experience any symptoms or they can come on slowly as your iron levels are depleted. And some of these will look like this. You've got weakness or fatigue. You're experiencing some kind of dizziness, shortness of breath, which again, is I'm like saying all of these, I'm like, some of this is just pregnancy. Like my belly is big and I cannot breathe the same anymore. And I'm tired. I'm growing a baby. Um, rapid or irregular heartbeat, any kind of chest pain, pale skin, lips and nails, um, cold hands and feet and trouble concentrating. So keep those symptoms in mind just as you're going throughout your pregnancy. And those can help you kind of detect things as maybe you're experiencing some of that or not. Um, 
Now, the cause behind it, this is interesting. So how many red blood cells are being produced in the body and how healthy they are? Let's talk about that. Like I said before, during pregnancy, your blood volume increases and it increases by about 45%. Like that is a ton more blood that you are pumping through your body, through the placenta, through like all of it. It's crazy. Um, And a lack of iron in the diet, it can result from you not eating enough iron rich foods or the body's inability to absorb the iron being consumed, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. But in your third trimester, and this is what I was talking about earlier, your body does this download of hemoglobin to your baby in the anticipation of birth. So it just like grabs all of that. We're just going to send it all to baby. It's great for baby and not so much for mom. <laughs> Obviously, mom is going to feel the effects of that. In general, we don't typically eat enough iron-rich foods. So when we're already on the lower end of normal um, and then we get pregnant, like especially if you've dealt with like anemia or any kind of like low iron prior to pregnancy and then you get pregnant, um, those moms, if that's one of you, you will be affected more by the iron or lack of iron um, in your diet when you are pregnant. So, and I'll talk about more about how to get those things into your body and what you can do as best you can as we go here. So let's talk about risks and what can happen during birth, because obviously we want to know if I'm low iron, what does that actually mean for my baby and my body during birth? Um, The biggest risk that they see is postpartum hemorrhaging because you have less red blood cells carrying that oxygen to your baby, your placenta, your uterus. It's all getting less oxygen. And so that can be a little a little tricky for all of those areas of your body. Um, We know that postpartum hemorrhage is often because the uterus isn't able to contract how it needs to those like postpartum contractions it needs to like clamp down be really strong can't have that fatigue Um, it needs to be able to to do that to to block off that blood and so we're not bleeding out from postpartum hemorrhage after having our baby so here is the connection between that low hemoglobin and postpartum hemorrhage the less oxygenated cells lead to less effective contractions which is important too during labor Yes, that's going to be very important postpartum. Yes, it's going to affect our postpartum. If it's affecting us postpartum, it's also affecting us during labor, at least in this regard. So keep that in mind. You want to have really good, strong, capable contractions um, that I, I feel like, you know, the more efficient your contractions can be, the less your labor is going to be like crazy on how it feels and also probably a little bit shorter as well because they're being so efficient. Um, but for the baby... The concerns that they have are IUGR, so that intrauterine growth restriction. Along with that could be a low birth weight. And it's been shown that low, well, like having an iron deficiency in the first trimester puts baby at a greater risk for low birth weight all the way down the line. And then premature birth is another um, side effect that can happen from having low iron. And then I mentioned it early in the beginning, but the other thing that can happen is if you are in a out of hospital setting, it can actually force you into a hospital setting if your iron levels are low enough and you're not able to raise them on your own. Now, with that in mind, let's talk about treatment because yes there is a treatment and yes there is a way to raise those iron levels so if you are here and listening you are in the right place stay with me there are two ways to supplement your iron 
You can do heme iron, which is found in animal sources, and non-heme iron, which is found in plant sources. I will tell you right now, your body absorbs the animal iron way better. The iron that it gets from animal sources way better than it does from plant sources. Um, This is why if you're a vegetarian or vegan, you may you will probably have um, you're in a higher risk category for having problems with having enough of that iron so like you will likely have more of the low iron um, kind of stuff or it's you're just at greater risk for that for sure so you can add iron rich foods to your diet for people that eat meat this would be like lean red meats like beef and liver and i'll get into the liver in a moment because i know what you're thinking and it's okay (laughs) um eggs dark leafy greens for our vegetables like spinach and kale um, nuts and seeds lentils and beans there are places that you can grab iron from that are not animal just know that you absorb it best if it is then what you're going to do is you're going to pair those foods with other foods that are high in vitamin c that is going to help you absorb that iron that can be like citrus fruits like orange juice bell peppers strawberries um, all of those things that are high in vitamin c if you pair them with the other iron rich foods they can help you absorb the iron better so let's talk about supplements your doctor is going to recommend if you are low iron or anemic they're going to recommend an iron supplement Um, it's a if it's severe enough it can be a prescription one and that can lead to an upset stomach or constipation constipation being the like most complained about um, side effect from having the iron supplement and so then we've got moms on stool softeners and and other kinds of things which you just do what you have to do (laughs) and that's the reality of it Um, but moms can be taking these for weeks and seeing little changes to their levels which that's the other side of it we want something that's going to be working effectively and efficiently so what i've learned and what i've witnessed is the power of beef organs so i talked to you a moment ago about how those heme um i how heme iron is best for absorption now if you are not somebody that's like let me go grab a piece of beef liver and just cook it up on the barbecue uh, okay, I am with you on that. So I myself have actually started taking a beef liver supplement as well. And it's actually beef liver and organ supplement. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. I also have a 15% coupon for you guys if you are listening because I knew I'm like, if I'm going to be taking this and I know other moms are going to be wanting this and I'm going to be talking about this, you guys have a coupon, 15% off. Um, anyways, of the ones that I really like and take and trust. It is grass fed and all of that good kind of stuff and and well sourced so anyways um but like the truth is it's if you're not cooking up pieces of beef liver or other organs then that is a great way to take it and i will tell you right now because if you have heard me talk before about placentas and why i did not do placenta encapsulation one of the reasons i didn't do it is i was afraid that i was going to burp up like dried placenta i was going to taste it i was going to smell it i was going to like and just like have taste of placenta in my mouth so i want to tell you that with the the ones the capsules that i'm taking right now it has not happened yet (laughs) so i've heard good things about the like they don't smell funny i don't stick my nose in there either but i like i don't smell them while i'm taking them nothing like that so if that's something that concerns you have no fear it's a good one um but beef organs are awesome because they're rich in nutrients and vitamins so So what used to happen is people used to eat beef liver and other organs a while back, right? Um, Like early on 1900s, definitely before that. And what the reason that we had stopped is people were thinking, oh, well, the liver 
it does all of this um, processing of all of these toxins and all this kind of stuff. It must be chock full of those things. And so we were recommended. It was told to like, don't eat those. Don't eat that. You're probably taking in all of these terrible things into your body that the liver was supposed to be um, filtering out. But that's not how that filter works. And they don't all those terrible things don't get stuck in the liver. We know that now we can test for that kind of stuff. Um, so that's where that went. Also, it doesn't taste good or it's definitely not a part of our American diet. So it's not a flavor that we're used to. So another reason that we're not eating it like that. Now, because we know of how good it is now and you can grab something like the freeze-dried beef liver organs, this is what I recommend to my doula moms um, or birth course moms who are having low iron. Go get yourself a good beef liver supplement. Um, And again, I'll put the link for that. Now, beef liver, that is rich in vitamin A and B, uh, folate, selenium, and copper. And this is neat too. Copper is important. I guess I'll talk about that in a moment, but it's important and I want to I want to talk to you about the relation between copper and iron. Um, great thing about beef organs is because they're rich in vitamin B and folate, they're beneficial for your hemoglobin when that's low for those reasons and not even because of the iron deficiency. So remember we talked about those other ones. It actually touches on all of those, which is awesome. Um so I will tell you that when I have asked moms to start taking this or re- recommended, I haven't asked anybody to do anything. When I have recommended that moms start taking this, they've seen their hemoglobin raise with the beef organs after just a couple weeks of taking those supplements. Um, and and that's after taking other supplements that showed little to no change. So that's with the prescribed order from their provider. This is more effective. So that's why I send moms there for sure. Um I started taking them because they are called Mother Nature's multivitamin. They're super nutrient dense. They're um, and this can help with. It's not only just fatigue and stuff. It's not only just birth stuff, and not even just the iron. Um, overall, it can help with your skin. It can help with um, depression. I mean, if you are getting just really good amounts of um, really good vitamins and minerals and nutrients into your body, you're going to overall feel better. So anyways, I even though I am not pregnant, I'm taking them as well. Okay, so let's chat about copper deficiency and low iron because I think this is interesting and they have a relation to each other um, and it's something that you can talk to your provider about too which I think is really cool. Copper levels are not something that providers are necessarily checking during routine blood work so that's something to keep in mind but low copper directly correlates with low iron levels so it is a conversation that you can have with your provider and ask him to check for those things. Now, about 90% of copper in the blood is bound to ceruloplasmin. Ceruloplasmin oxidizes iron absorbed from the gut and stored in the tissue so that it can be transported by transferrin. Just stay with me because all these jumbled words doesn't matter. But then they used they use that to form new red blood cells. So less copper means less ceruloplasmin, which means iron can't get transported where it needs to make where it needs to go to make hemoglobin. Globin. This is going to be a rough one, you guys. Um, but basically, they have a connection there, and it matters if there is low iron. There is a problem transferring things where it needs to go, and that matters for how our bodies are being affected by that. So this is why low low copper can lead to iron deficiency in mom. So that's something that you can, because it directly correlates, catch that a little bit earlier if you think to ask your provider about that. And I would maybe, maybe I was going to say I would assume that they know about that, but then I'm like, I had to research this a little bit, and I don't know. Maybe they don't know about that. 
that. But it would be cool if they did and you could have that conversation and have it tested and know what's to come. Also, if you can stomach it, just start taking the beef liver organs. Like it's going to be good for you anyways. So and then you don't have to have this conversation. But I do think it's awesome that you can catch that kind of stuff early um, and have a look at it and just know like, am I like maybe you can't do pills and stuff right now. Maybe that's going to just come right back up. Um, So knowing that earlier on can be really helpful. But this is why we don't see levels rising when you take the iron supplement alone. Um, and that's why when you do something like the the beef liver or whatever that's rich in copper and iron and vitamin A and all the good stuff, then we can see that change, which I think is it's just interesting to know and um, also really important to know if especially if you are like somebody who's going to be getting risked out of being able to be at your home birth. That would be oh, that would be so rough specifically for that. So what if you do all of these things and your levels are still not rising? This is where we get into things like an iron infusion. Now, if you were a mom that has been super anemic, you know what this is. But if not, um, it is literally like an IV of iron. So it helps to gradually raise your iron levels. Um, Sometimes you need more than one, and that would be at least a week apart. They do about 300 grams per liter per infusion. And it can take anywhere from 15 minutes to three hours to administer, just depending on what type that you get. The side effects for that can include a metallic taste in your mouth, a headache, joint pain, constipation, and severe allergic reactions. Although they most often, right, are not seeing these in massive amounts of of that. So hopefully you don't get this low. But if you do, then you know what to expect. But it usually takes about two to four weeks until you see improvement in your blood work when it's low and you need the infusions. But those infusions are an effective way to raise your iron levels when you have tried all the other options, which now you have a couple to try. Overall, I wanted you to know severely low hemoglobin levels can cause some complications which can be serious during pregnancy and there is good news out there that there are other options to get those levels raised in the way of supplements in the way of the beef liver stuff and eventually if you need it even in the way of infusion Um, I think it's important and a really great idea to talk to your doctor or your provider about the relationship between copper and iron and see if they're willing um, and able to be able to send some blood work that catches those things and you can kind of look at that ahead of time And I think as long as you can get your hemoglobin into the normal range, which you totally can, then the important part of all this is it doesn't have to affect your birth plan. And that's always the goal is to leave you in charge of your pregnancy and your birth and your decision making always 100% the goal. So if you listen to this episode and you have any questions, go ahead and reach out to me, hello at myessentialbirth.com, or you can send me a DM at myessentialbirth on Instagram. As always, I love answering your questions and helping you guys work through pregnancy and birth in the easiest way possible. So until next week, I hope you have an excellent time and I will see you then. If you loved what you heard today, the very best way to support this podcast and help other moms to find it is to leave a quick review. I read one at the beginning of the episodes and I would love for yours to be next. And if you're ready for even more pregnancy, birth, and postpartum goodness, come join me in the My Essential Birth course at myessentialbirth.com where I will hold your hand and walk you through pregnancy and birth step-by-step so you're totally prepared for a birth you'll love. See you next week.